This is the Transformation Bros Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jason and Nathan. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 29. Welcome back. Yeah. Thanks for listening as always. We hope you're enjoying it still. Yeah. We're still enjoying making it. We sure are. We go through lots of phases and the key is for us, we always check back in on our intention. Yeah, which is a life hack if you're doing anything. Yeah. I found myself like I, you know, we've talked about this before, but, you know, getting a bit performative, which is like... I was saying to you because I'm editing the podcast and and um, doing the the mechanics of it behind yeah. the scenes, it's so, and you're so good at it. And I want to thank you for that because your side of the desk looks really technical. And <laughs> I'm just sitting over here drinking tea and coffee. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but it, it's it sort of there's moments where it's felt like a bit of a job, you know, where you get into a bit of a rhythm and you're like, oh yeah, podcast, do this, do that. Yeah. But I don't want it to feel like that. So mm. um, these last few episodes, I just wanted to slow down, check in remind myself what the intention was which is to speak our truth have fun you know we've said that to you guys many times and i feel reconnected to that yeah are you guys having fun yet out there hope so or do you think anyone's sort of been inspired to take on their own project as a result of this or like we have had some good feedback where people are like oh wow i can really that resonates or i can see where i'm not doing that yeah so and as we say you can't tell a um Awareness is the greatest agent for change. Mm. So it's a good place to start. Just notice. It is. I would love to hear from you guys, actually, if there is any little projects that you have been inspired to start. As always, we say, you know, you want to really tap into what it is you really want to want to do or what, Create. You, yeah, what, what your truth is mm. you know, deep in your heart and then mm. start taking tiny little steps towards it. Start, yeah, that would be our best wish wouldn't it is that would inspired be. someone to do something yeah yeah so i'd love to hear from you if that uh that has happened mm. yeah we just went straight into this episode absolutely today. So, i love that yeah we went straight into it after procrastinating for half an hour yeah <laughs> uh i wanted to touch on a question we haven't done a question for ages true and i think this one will lead to some inter- interesting discussions and uh yeah yeah, it's, it's from Phil. Thank you, Phil, for submitting in the Facebook group. If yeah. you um, want to submit a question, you can do that anonymously in the Art of Transformation Facebook group, or you can do it publicly yeah. if you want to practice speaking your truth and putting and, yourself out there. And being bold. Yeah. yeah. Social media is always a good practice for putting yourself out there because you don't know who's going to read it. Yeah. This is an amazing question by Phil now that I know what you're going to bring up. So the first part of it, it's a bit of a long one. So he said, I'd love to hear you guys talk about building new habits especially in relation to living a healthier life, mm. such as how do you you know build the habit of walking instead of taking the car or eating healthier or giving up things like porn or Facebook scrolling or alcohol. Mm. It's quite a big subject and it's perhaps at the heart of all behavioral change. One of my favorite books on the subject is Atomic Habits by James Clear. I love James Clear. What have you guys found challenging in building new habits and do you have any tips that might help? And then he says, okay, a PS, to make it a little specific and edgy, I'd love to hear you guys talk about cutting down on choking the chicken, beating the bishop, buffing the muffin, or making the bald man cry. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that was so funny. And um, What's he talking about there? I've actually you? never heard so many no. names for it. Is so. this a baking question? What does buffing the muffin yeah. mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's mentions of chicken and muffins. Is yeah, this a- and the bald-headed man. Yeah, I yeah. don't get it. Maybe you get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. He's talking about masturbation. Oh. Yeah. 
Yes, folks. All right, we you heard it here first. Yeah. We so I'm a little uncomfortable. News. I don't really want to talk about it, Phil. To be oh, honest. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So uh, how about the weather? Oh, how about them Crusaders? Yeah. It's summer now. <laughs> no go sports team. Go. Go, go Black Caps. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shout out to the Black Caps for making it to the final of the T20 World Cup. Yeah. Went down to Australia, but we're proud of them anyway. They did an awesome job getting through to the final. Amazing. It was super cool. Yeah. Always proud of those guys. And I, I actually read that they, they're sort of widely regarded as the ones that honour the spirit of the game the most, mm. the New Zealand team. Whereas like the All Blacks, yeah. Yeah, some of the other teams, they kind of try and flirt their way around the rules and sort of walk the lines of cheating. Mm. Whereas I really love it. I love that we're renowned for that. Yeah, it's a real Kiwi thing, isn't it? It is. Shout out to all the Kiwis. We're doing it good on the stage. <laughs> Shout love out to the it. Kiwis worldwide that are just making shit happen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so that's the episode so today. Avoided nice buffing the muffin <laughs> talk. Choking the chicken. I used to have a chicken farm. I don't know if people know. Did Some you? probably do. But Did you choke them? Uh, that's an awful question. Yeah. But actually, you do have to do the odd one when they got their heads bent around the wrong way. Or, oh, gosh. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's, yeah, it's an exercise yeah. in how things grow. Not like everyone grows. Exorcism. Yeah. Exorcism. Exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, let's start with – before we dive into um, bashing the bishop, <laughs> as you might refer to it, let's talk about um, – yeah, yeah, You guys just, are embarrassed out there too. <laughs> just talk about um, general habits, general building of the habits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I find this topic a little bit triggering All right. because I nice. think what is often behind this question of building habits is I don't really want to do something. And I need to find a way to force myself to do it. And to me, that's like the fast road to failure. Yeah. Is doing that. So what are you up point. to with your arm there? You kind I've got of, a sore arm. You look like you're practicing bashing the bishop. <laughs> I do, actually. Sorry about that. Do you reckon that's just sort Thank of like goodness, you start this thinking it? podcast. <laughs> you start, you're over there massaging your arm and yeah. vibrating your wrist aggressively yeah. up and down. Yeah, the body keeps score, so it knows we're about to talk about it. So it's like, I'm going to give you a cramp. It's, it's getting. <laughs> I got a cramp in my arm. It's preparing your arm. I wish I could say it was my other arm, it's but so it's funny. not. It's not. Yeah. It's just in the right. That was so funny just to look yeah. over and see. Okay, that. I'll stop now okay. so you guys Thank can God. Um, Jeez, relax. Where that was going. What you're warming up for. Uh, <laughs> and stretch. Do you guys stretch before bashing the bishop? <laughs> Or do you just get straight into it? Straight into it. Any other sporting activity, I stretch out beforehand. But um, (laughs) if I'm buffing a muffin, I I just dive straight in. And what a risk that is! You know, you could pull a muscle. (laughs) You're literally pulling a muscle, mate. I actually thought I was getting tennis elbow from squash, but it turns out it's actually from from choking the muffin. Yeah. (laughs) Choking the muffin top. Oh, that's so funny. Bashing the chicken. Wow, yeah. Phil, you've just brought so much joy to our life today. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Um, yeah, oh. so I think um, often when I hear this habit thing, it's like this. I, I usually do like to go like a little bit deeper and go, why do you? Why? Why are you trying to force yourself to do that? Mm. And it's usually because could be a health reason, though, for sure. But. I think it's just really important to understand what your intention and your motivation mm. is. Mm. Mm. So, for, an ex- for for example, right, like for me, I love McDonald's. Mm. You know, I love it. Mm. I just love McDonald's. Even though we know it's bad for us. Yeah, people totally. Still eat it. 
But I think what's worse is this is a completely different topic. What's way worse Anything for your health? The other topic. What's yep. way <laughs> What's way worse for your health is guilt tripping yourself every time mm. you eat something mm. and making yourself feel bad and feeling guilty and feeling shame and going this is bad for me. Mm. Like all that self talk is ten times worse than the food. Yeah, that's because if you just eat the food and go, oh, this is food I love. You know, I try not to do it too much, but it's tasty and it's enjoyable. Yeah, that's our tip. That's it right there. I reckon that's yeah. a massive tip is yeah. eat Fuck it. and drink, do whatever you want. The beating yourself up is what's painful. Mm. Mm. Um, but I love McDonald's. Love it. I just love it. Yeah. And the weird thing about McDonald's is they indoctrinate children. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, with starts. Happy Meals mm. and Bright Colors and Ronald McDoll's and Man, you Playgrounds. Were indoctrinated. And you had so many McDonald's toys. I had yeah, I was just, you know, I've got busy parents. My mum, you know, took me to McDonald's to feed me to shut me up to whatever. <laughs> yeah. So when I realized that, because what would happen is I'll often crave McDonald's after an emotional experience. Mm. So mm. the most common one I can think is when I go to therapy. When I'm mm. driving home from therapy, I go, oh, I'd kill for a cheeseburger. Yeah. So when I started to realize that, I realized, oh, actually, it's not about the food. I have an emotional connection to mm. McDonald's. Because maybe my mum gave it to me when I was crying or when, oh, if you score a goal at soccer today, we'll get McDonald's on the way home. There was all this attachment, mm. emotional attachment at a young age to mm. that food. So if I'm just trying to force myself into a habit of eating healthy without acknowledging that, I'm destined to failure yeah. because I haven't actually dealt with what's going on underneath. Yeah. Beautiful. And that's that was more my point is that if you're just trying to go, oh, I need to eat healthy, I need to whip myself until I eat salads four mm. times a day, mm. it's not going to work. We know it doesn't it's work. It's not going to work. Mm. And that's why we get questions like this because they're going, hang on, these building habits hasn't worked for me. Yeah. Why is it? How do you guys build habits? Yeah. And it's also the opposite of transformation. So transformation mm. is not, it's not that it doesn't need work or that you have to build, you know, regular things into your life to create the breakthrough. But it starts in the mind first. It's created in the mind. Mm. And it's really attached to one, you kind of, you want to get a very clear understanding of why that thing isn't working in your life first. Mm. What Mm. are the patterns that lead it to not work? What's your predictable pattern? Have awareness around that create a new possibility Mm. for your life. What is it that I actually want to create? Mm. And then what do I see as the thing that I need to have a breakthrough in in order to create that possibility? Now we've got a much better chance of success. Not guaranteed there'll be a ton of breakdowns Mm. in that process. But we have a much better chance. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like that. And also... um, I'm, for me, I've noticed over the years, as old as I am, like I'm not a quitter <laughs> at quitting. Yeah. That's, so when I do do what you say, which is exactly what I do, like if I, like I wanted to get healthier. So a lot of times over my life, I'd be like, <clears throat> it would be a short term goal, but it would never stick. Mm. And then I developed this saying, I want to be healthy for life. So I want to be healthy from now till then. It's the, not a fad. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a context that I could then live into. Mm. And then there's the on again, off again, on again, off again, like a diet. Mm. <clears throat> and, But I really noticed I, w- I wouldn't quit 
like quit quit you would never just stop for yeah years yeah and then i started having compassion for myself when i didn't do it yes. so if i'm training two or three times a week and i miss a day or i miss two days in a row it really initially i'd be really hard on myself exactly what you're talking about with the self-talk and the i'm this is shit and i'm hopeless and then slowly i had that empathy and compassion for myself and i'd like go okay i'm i fell off I'm going to get back on, and Tuesday is the day. Mm-hmm. And then I get back on on Tuesday. So I did that with food as well, to a degree, when I was truck driving. Truck drivers know where all the best food is. Sure do. Yeah, because we can go there, literally. We don't <laughs> have to walk there. We can drive there. Um, and so I trained myself out of the hot food cabinet because it goes straight to my belly. Like I've said it before on the podcast, I might as well grab some food and just – sellotape it it to my belly because that's where it ends up Mm. and that definitely hot food was like that so i'd walk it i'd literally walk into the food shop and my body's going left to the um the the rolls and the sandwiches and stuff and my brain and my head is going right to the hot food but i just keep walking to the left i don't know if that's too simplistic but just knowing what the outcome was and the new possibility of not having a big belly and being unhealthy enabled me to keep walking left and over time i'd fall off like i'd go a couple of weeks and then i'd just have a pie mm. oh so good mm. or a sausage roll hot chips we treat hot chips hot chips are my weakness if are mcdonald's they? are yours mm-hmm. yeah cold chips too you know, hot chips at mcdonald's <laughs> uh yeah i do yeah i try not to <laughs> you know that's the thing i can go do you like um thick cut or skinny fries preference <laughs> Well, as you know, we had a fish and chip shop, so we've done the research. Thick cut are yeah. healthier for you. Yeah, more potato. Yeah, more potato, less, less fat and oil. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's how I do it. I set that in exactly what you framed at the beginning of this is setting the intention. What do I want to create? What's the possibility? And then remaining true to that, but not beating the shit out of myself when yeah. I get it wrong. Because when I think of running, and I did um, 3Ks every day for 30 days. I only got the 30 days after three months because if I missed a day, I had to start again. Mm -hmm. Um, But even when I thought of that challenge, when I did that a year or so ago, uh, it's like a diet. I always relate any change or transformation that I have like a diet or not any, not all transformation, but these particularly these habit forming ones on again, off again. It's like an on again, off again and not beating myself up. Yeah, what did what yeah, because the, the beating yourself up again, it comes back to what I said is like if you beat yourself up and 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 every time you make a mistake, you know, you feel shame and you know, oh, God, that just creates heavy. it creates such an awful association with that new habit that you're trying to create. Yeah, and I've been saying recently, if being hard on ourselves, treating ourselves like shit, beating ourselves up was the answer, oh, we'd, we'd all have everything wealthy, we wanted. Happy, yeah, that <laughs> great relationships, yeah. yeah. That's the logical There's side a, of it. Two, two um, you know, we're, we're kind of sort of moving towards tips and tricks here, but that's okay. Mm. Sometimes they help once you've got the underlying transformation. Mm. But one of the ones that um, a rule I had when I was like either, you know, eating healthy, like really trying to shift that, or working out is like I give myself one day off, mm. but never two. So one day off is human. It's yeah. like I, I'm not trying to be 100%, not trying to be perfect, not trying to get it right. So it's like if I go out and have a day where I go out, I have Maccas and I go out and get drunk and everything, fine. That's great. That's called living life. If I do that two days, 
then a little alert goes do 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 because it gets way harder. If I then go to three days, oh, it's yeah. almost certain I'm going to drop the whole thing. Yeah. But I just put a thing out. So one day's human, totally cool. Two days should be back on. But if you go for two days, then it's red alert. Mm. We need to take some quick action here to mm. stay on this path. So, yeah, I always allow myself a one-day mm. grace period for anything. The second thing is for me with working out because I really wanted to – live a healthy lifestyle and when you think about healthy for life you go gosh what is it that i could do to stay healthy for the rest of my life Mm. if i think about going to the gym i'm like oh no (laughs) i can't see uh, i can't see myself gymming for the rest of my life Mm. you know it doesn't inspire me it doesn't excite me i Mm. don't you know yeah and it works for some people but totally that might be your thing but what i did is i went well one the first thing is my personality type i need adventure and variety so if I have a thing where it's like you need to go to the gym three times a week and lift the exact same weights in the same building mm, and not oh, work occasionally you. it gets a little bit heavier, like, oh, God, that's mm. my idea of torture. Mm. So I was like, okay, anything that's for life would have to be um, variety. Yeah, it have to have variety in it. And so I was like, huh, what if I picked my top five favorite forms of exercise mm. and just said I've got to do one of them a day, three, four, five days a week. Mm. And so I picked um, going for a run, swimming, playing squash, uh, kickboxing, and um, one other, I can't remember. And I just woke up and I went, what, what would feel really fun to do today? Mm. And it's like, oh, maybe I was in New York, so I got this image of New York. Maybe it'd be like going for a run around Central Park. That would be cool. Mm. And Fancy. I'd go for a run around Central Park. Mm. Or it might be like, oh, man, I'm angry today. God, kickboxing will feel really good. And then maybe the next day, oh, I'm still angry. Kickboxing will feel good. Mm. But not having this weird like thing where I had to keep doing something every day, mm. whether mm. I liked it or not, that's torture for me. And that worked an absolute treat. And now I love squash so much. It's mm. just this answer is always squash. <laughs> yeah. So that that was the ultimate life hack was like, oh, this is an exercise. This is an absolute privilege and a joy to do. Yeah. And that's integration. Jason and Nathan. So explain what integration is. It's Integr- a good topic. Yeah, integ- and it gets us off the stroking the chicken or whatever it is. <laughs> stroking <laughs> the muffin. What? Buffing the muffin, was it? I yeah. Yeah, anyway. Something about poultry. Um, so integration is what you and I do. We love hanging out together, and then we can do something else with it. Like have, we could go run. Uh, we walk around the park sometimes. Uh, so you're getting more than one or two things happening at the Integrating same time. different parts of your life. Yeah, thanks. Yep. So you do it with squash. You you want some healthy exercise and you've integrated it with something you love And I also love community doing. and friends. And yeah. You know, so I get to do that together with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's how how most, most people live a disintegrated life. Yeah. And so what that looks like is you wake up, you kiss the kids goodbye when they're off to school, you say hi to the wife. And then you have breakfast, maybe on the go, and you grab a coffee, and then you go to work, and you do your work, and then you stop in at the gym on the way home, and you do your exercise, and then you come home, and you have dinner with the family, and then you phone your friends, or you yeah. phone your brother, or whatever, on the phone. So that's a completely disintegrated life, where integrated life would be exactly what Chase just said, which is like, okay, oh, I can actually work out with my brother oh, I can um, find a way to involve my friends in my work or I can um, go for a run with the kids and go and play. You yeah. know, so the more we can do that, they found that 
the more integrated our lives are, the happier we are. Yeah. Research has found. Yeah. More integration, happier we are. Yeah, because you're not doing everything singularly, compartmentalized. No. You can, the more things you can join together, which is, I'm just repeating what you said, by the way. <laughs> we're now doing a third yeah. run of explanation. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. My coach, my very first coach, which I had in five years ago, six years ago, yep. he did an exercise with me where he got me to draw a circle and then around the circle I wrote all the different parts of my life. So I'd write health and fitness, business, travel, family, um, family mm. friends, and then he made me draw a line between each of them. So I'd draw a line between friends and travel. Okay, so how could you integrate? Oh, and I was like, oh, I can invite friends to on different trips with me. Um, family and business. Oh, how's there, why, is there a way that I could involve my family and my work more mm. and man it was a fun exercise so maybe that's something you could do is um yeah write down all the things you're interested in and start connecting the dots between them yeah it's a great idea yeah yeah so that um yeah that did become squash for me i think for me understanding building a habit that play and fun and joy is part of who i am so yeah. if i'm not if i'm not integrating that element into whatever habit i'm trying to build it's probably going to fail <laughs> yeah that's right and um like think about how easy it is to train with somebody like i did boxing for about five years with one of my best friends and like going every week that's integration mm. catch up with my mate oh so good do some training so good get healthy together with my nephew yeah so there's so much good stuff yeah absolutely so let's move on to what we've been avoiding Yes, let's avoid it some more. Um, I don't find this uncomfortable, by the way. I know we're joking. All right. I don't have any discomfort around this. Are you uncomfortable because you do it or because you've tried not to do it or because it's talking about sex is uncomfortable? What what do you find uncomfortable about it? Um, No, I've just got a general um, homegrown grassroots uncomfortableness about speaking about masturbation. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Actually, I've talked to my children about it. I've talked to you about that before. Mm -hmm. And. I think like releasing people of that generations of shame and guilt around it yeah. because we know everybody does it mm. or most people do it. So is it a bad thing? Well, I'm not a doctor, Nathan. <laughs> I don't know what the doctor would say. <laughs> Listen, Dr. Seward. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, Only I bad don't if so. you get it in your eye. That's what I was taught. I think it's like addiction. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> if it's addictive or if you it's out of control or there's some – you know, but maybe there's a healthy masturbation. Yeah. Which makes sense to me. I so here's here's what I think. I know you've been dying to Yeah. Dying I want to, to ask. Know. Yeah. Um a lot of people out in the world have been sitting there and going, What does Nathan Seaworth think about masturbation? Yeah, we're just waiting. <laughs> you can hear a pin drop. <laughs> hanging hanging on this every word. Uh I think it's an act of self love when it's done right. Yeah. Literally. Nice. But yeah. Um I think I like what you said about addictive patterns. That's a good a good place to look in terms of awareness. And I think if it's done under the right... Because addiction, if you... Let's just pause there for a minute. If you think of addiction, the definition of addiction, it's a little bit loose. There's no straight definition of addiction. But we know that addiction is when something actually starts to negatively impact on your life. Yeah. Starts to impact on your relationships. Starts to impact on your finances. Stop prevents you from working. You know, yeah, that's right. That's it's when it like gets in the way. Proper addiction. And so I imagine masturbation could actually be a real problem in some relationships. Oh, no doubt. I imagine. Yeah. If it's compulsive or 
Yeah. Yeah, well, if you're in a relationship and you still find the need to do that uh, compulsively or as well as, yeah, there could be, if you still did it for some self-love, like you say, maybe that's okay, but what would your partner think? That's, I guess. Yeah, that's that's, right. That would be the. Yeah. Really interesting, isn't it? When I talk about self-love, I don't talk about it as like a, I more think like, if you there's a moment where you if you're present and aware and conscious that would be the difference right between say addiction and and self-love there's much more consciousness and awareness so if you masturbate from a place of going i love myself i love my body i want to get closer to my body i want to i know what turns me on i know how to turn myself on and this is just a moment like a massage where i'm going to give myself time to myself to just yeah pleasure myself and you're thinking of without stimuli when you talk like that i no. think oh no no yep not necessarily okay yeah you're talking about porn yeah 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 so you didn't you wouldn't need porn for that i would yeah yeah okay i like it yeah i love your honesty yeah it's awesome. i don't have any shame around it like I, I yeah i think sometimes i notice um with porn is that it can be because there's lots of studies coming out, right? Like mm. with kids that have got erectile dysfunction. Mm. Not kids, it's gross, but like teenagers and you know mm. young adults. Mm. Um, because they say potentially because of their exposure to porn from such a young age. Yeah. And so we might be delving off the topic slightly, but I think it's all, all related. Yeah, well, it's something in there like I've read once um, where it's dirty. You do it. You No one's going to see you and you get it over with like super super yeah, quick shameful. and that yeah shameful so there's that can come into the ed as well because yeah. like you know oh god it's got it's got to happen really fast we're sort of trained or some people can train themselves to do that get it over and done with that's true but also just think about how much just in the last 20 years so mm. if you don't mind how did you like porn use when you were young was what like a magazine under the bed oh it wasn't even a glimpse of the decker catalog yeah, something like right? that. I don't know. It was more of a feeling and an urge, yeah. you know, and just doing it. I mean, first it was like, what the fuck was that? What happened there? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And there must be a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah. But contrast that. Well, my point is like contrast like when we were young. I, I was coming of age. <laughs> <laughs> I was Love coming it. of age at the birth of the internet. So we got the internet yeah. like around – 94 95 so i was 10 or 11 right mm. so my masturbation career was about to kick off yeah. in a big way as the internet came in but yeah. it was like it was Good definitely timing. not videos it was images yeah and it was like you brought up an image and then it loaded yeah Remember? and you got like the the hair yeah and then you got the forehead yeah and then you got the eyes yeah and, you know it might have taken 15 just minutes just getting to get down to image. the breasts and the <laughs> line clicked out you're like damn it i'm gonna go through it again i didn't see a lot of breasts in my palm oh, but right. um <laughs> I'm hearing you. Oh man, I got an embarrassing story. So this was like my most shameful story. I can promise you. Like, oh wow. So I I looked at gay porn when I was a teenager. Right. Way before I, anyone knew I was out. Long yeah. time before. Wow. But I made the mistake of leaving an image on the computer. Oh wow. And my mum came bursting into the living room one day. I'm 15, 16. Jeepers. And just says matter of frankly why is there an image of two boys kissing on the computer wow 
And I just like just jumped into action. I don't know, virus must have been a virus. I think there's a virus going around. Jeez, you're so, fast. Had to be. Cool. Yeah. When you're hiding your sexual elevator, you learn to be. Yeah. <laughs> you learn to yeah. be quick. Um, but oh man, embarrassing. Yeah. The shame of that, and like almost being outed at that age. Amazing, she didn't figure it out. Yeah. Maybe she did. Yeah. We didn't talk about it, but um, that was scary. But yeah, that was that time, right? Of like getting the one image, downloading. Oh my god. Yeah. Image, someone naked. Yeah. So exciting. But contrast that now with kids now that literally have access to billions of hours, mm. billions of hours mm. of any type of pornography on your phone at any moment. Like, and that's in 20 years. Like, we can't even comprehend mm. how, mm. in terms of evolution, how quick that has happened, that mm. change. Mm. So we don't even really know the impacts of that. No, and it's got to come, like, I don't but. <laughs> I don't know if this is right or wrong, but I don't really believe it's the material that or the access to it. It's the person that's accessing it, whether they feel included and loved, you know, what kind of relationships they have at home. Yeah. Um, you, do they feel the need to what – what are they watching? Is it soft? Is it hardcore? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's be a lot of factors that come into it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, for, not rightly or wrongly. From what I, I think, think, like, like, is from what I've I've read, and that it it becomes harder and harder with porn. It becomes harder and harder to find the thing that gets you off. I've heard that. Yeah, because mm. you've got access to anything. It's like everything when you've got everything, it becomes boring very quickly. It's mm. like, um, it's almost like a rule for life, isn't it? It's like it's like gluttony. Mm. You know, a hedonism, mm. it's not mm. the answer. You can never have mm. enough of what you don't need. Mm. Um, and so if you're going deeper and deeper and deeper and you're having to explore different fetishes and everything or whatever just to get yourself off, and then you go and have missionary sex with a woman in a bed. Yeah, it's like for the first time. You so know, yeah. boring, you mm. know, or even the 10th time, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it, That's what I think a lot of where the ED comes from is like mm. it's just – you know, mm. it takes a lot more. So I think I think that's really I think it's fascinating. I think the whole yeah, thing's really it is fascinating. fascinating. And we're not sad. doctors. We don't you know, or I don't know. I've tried to stop and been actively stopping for the last two or three years. And that's, is that because you felt it was you know, you're doing it too much or is it like why never, did you want to stop? Never too much, but I think it has an impact. I don't think there's yeah. a way um, I remembered just still doing it a bit when I was in a relationship and did, or in my last marriage mm. and didn't really put two and two together. So I didn't know. I mean, we had a great sex life, actually. Yeah. Shout out to my last wife. Shout out to my ex. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're oh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so that was great. But noticed I still did it and then mm. been single and dating and in short-term relationships for the last seven years and just noticing – that and and listening to the education and and what you know how people are saying that it's not beneficial and i don't think yeah i just wanted to my next part my next relationship i want to say that i don't do it right yeah and that's not true because i do it every now and then now so you wanted to have control over it more yeah i didn't like the fact that it was yeah and you can notice when you are when you need something more to get you off like you said I think that's and noticeable. I, I think that, yeah, and I think that's the point. If we think that, if we imagine on one end of the spectrum is watching so much porn that you find regular sex with another human unarousing or boring, yeah. 
if we go to the other spectrum of that was if you imagine there's no porn or no masturbation in your life that how rich and exciting that would make mm. sex with a person mm. and so which is i think what we want ultimately. it is yeah because it's connection yeah and i think this the porn watching and, and the heavy masturbation can be a form of separatism yeah keeps us safe there's no other parties we don't have to be be uncomfortable well, it's what we've yeah. talked about like it's, it's a shortcut isn't it yeah so it's like alcohol yeah. Alcohol is like if we don't know how to connect or we're feeling lonely or we struggle to speak our truth, alcohol solves all those problems. Yeah. It yeah. solves Lets all those the walls problems. down, get yeah. rid of the inhibitions. But we know it's not. It's not real. And it's not really a solution no. long term. We can see that from society. Yeah, so, that's right. But it's it's kind of a way, it's bypassing, it's trying to get us what we deeply want, which I think is connection, love feeling expressed, feeling seen and understood. Like those are all the things we, we want and in, in, in to be someone. Um, and so we use alcohol to kind of get us there. Yeah. And it almost is the same with masturbation. Is like, for me, I find, if I'm being honest, I find sex a spiritual experience. Like if you're with the right person and you're connected and you're in that right frame of mind and Present. you love yourself and you yeah. love your body and you can find a way to just, um, you know, it's the difference, like I've heard it said, that instead of using sex to connect, um, you have sex as a result of your connection. Yeah, yeah. Rather than the other way around. And yeah. that's like that feeling. That's the when it gets like a spiritual feeling. It's like the, the combining of two people into one. Um, it's, it's such an incredible feeling. Yeah. And so... Um, What's the access to that for people, though? Well, that we want that, but we don't know how to get it because mm. um, so we go to porn as the bypass. That was yeah. my point, just to kind of compare it to alcohol. Yeah, we use porn and masturbation as like the quick hit to give us that feeling of like ah oh, excitement, connection, you know, oh. um, because it's really hard to have those conversations in a relationship yeah. about sex and sex life, and I'm not having enough sex, and yeah, or getting my needs met, getting my you needs. Know, what does met. that look like? Yeah, phenomenal show on the moment. On at the moment is like Gwyneth Paltrow show on Netflix about um, sex. It's called Sex, Love, and Goop or something like that. Right. Um, it's phenomenal, and it's like it's all these different couples that are having problems in their sex life, and they go and work with sex therapists and all these different techniques. It's phenomenal. You know, it's phenomenal. Mm, you've said that. Yeah, mm. but it really showed to me one of the things it showed is like we have four or five different. Um, sexual styles so the first one is just sexual and that's the guy that wakes up in the morning he's horny and he just wants to fuck yeah like that's very primal yeah very primal um and then there's uh emotional sex and that's someone that has to really feel connected and seen and safe that can be before they feel sexual yeah it can be so you're talking about both sexes here or just yeah both sexes and um the third one was like uh what do you call it? Like, like it's not fetishes, but that kind of thing where it's like kinky. It's a, oh, yeah. yeah, it was like kinky and you have to, you know, it has to be a little bit of like edginess mm. in order for them to feel sexual. Mm. Anyway, there's lots of different ones. Watch the show. But if you have a person in a relationship, one that's sexual and one that's emotional, you can see why it doesn't a work. Match, yeah. And in that example in there, he wanted to have sex all the time, but she wasn't feeling seen or connected because he wasn't. He didn't get that. He thought, oh, you just... Mm. So when he explained it, he said, oh, she's just not very sexual. She doesn't have much of a sex drive. She's not very into sex, so we're not a match. Mm. But reality was she actually just needed to be emotionally yeah. engaged and seen and turned on 
and then she was actually highly sexual. Yeah, right. Once that happened. Boy, that's a gift. It is, right? So mm. this is my point is like that's really hard though to have those combination uh, conversations yeah. to figure that out. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. We don't want to hurt the other person. We're triggered. We're already ashamed of our body and sex and it's hard yeah. to talk about. And so there's so much to navigate around that. So it's easier that, just to go and masturbate. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. Yeah. Yep. That's it. It's a good – remind me of the question. Oh, um, how do you build the habit of like not masturbating? Yeah, right. So once again, it would be like what we talked about with looking at the outcome that you want. What are you wanting well, to get? Awareness, yeah, right? Like the awareness. Why? Why? Yeah. How much are you masturbating? Why do you do it? When yeah. Do you notice you do it? Are you bored? Are you lonely? Are you hungry? You know? Yeah. Are, is it addictive? Is it five times a day? Is it once a month? Yeah, because it'll be a dopamine hit as yeah. well, like all these other things. Yep, so figuring that out. And then yeah. what's the possibility you want to create? Yeah. Yeah, because there's an also, there's a train of thought too about um, testicular cancer of like saving the seed. Yeah, there's a medical long. thing, right? Like an actually we're meant to sow the seed. Yeah. Um, oh, that song always pops into my head when I think of that, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Sing us along. Yeah, no, I'm not singing it. Um, <laughs> sowing the seed of I love. S- nice. Yeah. I sang shout out to my ex and immediately felt embarrassed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so there's, yeah. So if I think about myself, I don't want to be um, a slave to it. I don't want to be addicted to it. Yeah. I want to be a good role model for my, my sons. Mm-hmm. I tried to have this conversation again about porn. They were pretty receptive to the masturbation conversation because they were younger and I got away with that. But there's no, there's actually no talking about porn with them. They don't like so, they? No, they're not doing that. Let's talk about that so on the next episode because there's yeah. a whole... Yeah, another thing having that conversation and yeah. about just the way boys are being taught about sex and stuff. Yeah, and that that's right. And, and in all fairness, I tried to have that conversation and I found out I wasn't prepared yeah. to have it. Yeah, like I was like, "Whoa, geez, I actually didn't know how to do it." So a good podcast would be um, us talking about how to do all that because right. I'd actually like to learn that for myself. Me too. Yeah, and get more into that. We might be able to find an expert on that topic too. Yeah, a masturbation really expert would be good. <laughs> That's me. Is anyone, anyone out there a masturbation yeah. expert? Um, yeah, so that's a really yeah. interesting topic. We just I touched mean, on it. Yeah, we just touched on it. I'm sure we could go on it. But, Thanks, um, Phil, for a great question. Oh, great question, Phil. Phil's yeah. an awesome guy, and he yeah. has a podcast that I was on um, a few months ago too. Yeah. Um, Thanks, guys. Yep. Hope this is insightful, as always. Hope it's interesting. Yeah. I'm sure it'll get you thinking, if nothing else, about yep. your own patterns and, and how you build habits. Yeah, thanks guys. And we'll catch up with you on the next episode. That was the Transformation Bros with Jason and Nathan. 